Hey everybody, welcome to the intro to the intro for the first ever episode of the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. Uh, we had a really great time doing this. Uh, it was a little shaky at times, but we had a really good time and we hope you enjoy it. I do need to correct a couple things um, during the show. Apparently the whole time I was saying our email address is what am I listening to at gmail.com. It's actually what did I listen to, the number two, at gmail.com. So if you want to comment after the show, uh, that's where you should go. Um, enjoy. Sup, fuckers? We are the Gruesome Twosome. I'm Gibson. I'm Eric. And we are the proud hosts of the new What Did I Just Listen To podcast, where our goal is to get you to say, what the fuck did I just listen to? Here at What Did I Just Listen To, we're going to be talking about all kinds of shit, from MMA to comics to what's happening in the world today, but no need to worry, we're not going to bore you with all that political nonsense. We're just two best buds who love to talk in-depth about shit that doesn't really matter. How the fuck you doing, buddy? Dude, I was so fucking bored today. I sat at my desk today at work, and this is a true fucking story. I sat there for a <laughs> solid two hours, individually plucking facial hair out of my face and then looking at the hairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, my God. I literally, like, halfway through, I was like, somebody should fucking stop me. You know, if I was there, I would have definitely stopped you with a firm backhand of the mouth. And I can only get them from one side of my face, so it's like, I'm going to be pretty patchy if I try to grow it out now. Oh my god, man. What the hell's wrong with you? I think uh, it's time I think it's time for you to make your job jump. I, I will. It's, I'm starting in three weeks after Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the Costa Rican girls are going to love a half-bearded man. I think they'll just be satisfied with a circumcised man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're off to a great start. All uh, right. You know, Costa Rica is the it's the what's like the first um, eco fully sustained country in the world. They did it for a hundred days, being completely self sustained. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I don't know anything about Costa Rica, so that is news to me. Oh, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> no, I'll send, man. You, I'll, I'll send you some links. Yeah, send me some links, dude. <laughs> That's sweet, man. <laughs> I don't know what's been new with you, man. Oh, not a whole lot, you know, just working in my car all day, every day, so I get to listen to plenty of music and podcasts, it's a good time. Hey, there's only one fucking podcast we listen to around here, sir. What would that be, good buddy? That'd be the, uh, what the fuck am I listening to podcast, sir. Oh, thanks, pal. Uh, no, straight up, though, I get through my weeks with the UFC Unfiltered podcast. I'm obsessed. If they don't have it... If they don't have a good guest on Tuesday or Thursday, I legitimately start my day off on a very bad note. I'm very upset. That's how I am if I get, get up in the morning and I don't have a single section of the Joe Rogan podcast to listen to on the way to work. Ugh. I do like the Joe Rogan podcast, but I listen to the unfiltered one religiously. All right. Let's not do our first podcast just talking about other people's fucking podcasts. Good idea. So speaking of UFC, <laughs> like, like I said in the, the intro earlier... Um, we're going to talk about MMA. Eric and I love MMA. Uh, we both just recently started doing some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, some Muay Thai, some Judo. I wrestled for four years. He did Judo in college. So we've been in the combat sports for quite some time. But I've been watching this sport uh, for like eight, nine years now, basically since I was allowed to watch it. And I'm a giant fan. I know my buddy Eric here is a big fan too. Um, recent fan. Recently yes. into it. Deeply. Hey, put a bag on your head. Still counts, right? 
So uh, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, was Tim Kennedy's retiring. So for all of y'all listening that don't know who Tim Kennedy is, that's a damn shame because that man is a true American. He is an Army Special Forces, uh, I believe, enlisted man, and he served on and off uh, active duty, and uh, I believe in the Texas National Guard. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, he just came back and fought for the first time in two years against Kelvin Gastelum and was knocked out in a pretty horrible way, um, and he decided to retire. So I'm a little bit upset because, I mean, the dude's awesome, and he has quite the backstory. Uh, but Yoel Romero responded, and Eric, do you know anything about this? I know that they fought each other once, it's about fucking it. Yeah, UFC 178 to be exact, I'm going to nerd out on you here. Uh, here's here's my issue with Yoel Romero, is uh, I think he's a cheating bag of shit. I don't like him whatsoever, and I have some proof for you. So when he fought Tim Kennedy at UFC 178, he legitimately was almost stopped in the second round. I haven't seen the fight myself, um, but I read about it quite a bit. It was all over uh, social media today. Um, he took an extra 20 seconds sitting on the stool uh, after he was gassed and, and rocked. So he got an extra 20 seconds to recover and ended up uh, taking Kennedy down in a TKO, which um, it's very highly disputed uh, because they think he cheated. And then on top of that, UFC 199, he pissed positive for a banned substance after fighting Jacare. That's bullshit. And here's the thing. You look at, at Yoel Romero, and he looks like a fucking freak in nature. Would you agree, Eric? Have you seen this motherfucker? I have not. Well, I'll tell you, he looks like he's chiseled out of fucking stone. The guy's 39 years old, right? And to say that he's not on something, you're, you're foolish. I mean, look at Vitor Belfort, for instance. He looks like a deflated fucking balloon. They're the same age. The same age. Mm -hmm. One of them was on steroids and got off and didn't do TRT. The other one is most definitely still on steroids. My personal opinion, but I'm not a big fan. And then you look at UFC 205. That was a big one where we watched him fight... UFC um, 205 was memorable. Oh, yeah, big time. When he fought Chris Weidman and dealt that nasty knee, he was getting his ass kicked in that fight, too, and then he pours water all over himself to buy himself more time, and his coach has to come out and towel him off. So I personally cannot stand Yoel Romero, and I pray to God that old man Michael Bisping takes him down because I love Michael Bisping. I hate Yoel Romero. He's a cheating sack of shit, and I'm ready to see him gone. Yeah, but how do you feel about him? How do I feel about him? Yeah. I feel pretty bad. I feel pretty bad about him. <laughs> he makes you sad. Makes me. He makes me so sad, man. Makes me want to just shit in a garden hose. No. <laughs> oh man. That's how bad he makes me feel. <laughs> Speaking of Michael uh, Bisping, you know he's playing uh, a guy. He's playing one of the bad guys or henchmen or some shit in the new Triple X movie. I heard about that. First off, I yeah. can't believe they're making a new Triple X movie, but that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about that. It looks pretty fucking good, actually. Is uh, is Ice Cube going to be back in that one, or is it just Vin Diesel? Yeah, he is. No, Ice Cube shows up for one fucking scene where he fucking uh, grenade launchers a tank that's after Vin Diesel, and he just looks down at Vin Diesel and says, X takes care of it own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, he says, X takes care of its own. Oh, man. That's too funny. Yeah. It's true, yeah, though. X Michael stays B together. <laughs> Michael Bisbee plays a character named Hawk. Hey, my last name's Hawk. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Oh, thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of movies, dude, have you seen the new, uh, the official Power Rangers trailer number two? I have. I was the one that told you about it. 
Uh, that's true. You know, I was just trying to transition smoothly, and you ruined it, so congratulations. Yeah, but we can't be lying to the audience. We can transition, but we can't lie. We've that's true. Good point. So anytime a new trailer comes out, since my buddy Eric sits around all day and watches them, he lets me know, so then I go and watch them. That's how our friendship works. Yeah. We get two that came out today, two pretty nifty ones. We have oh, Power yeah. Rangers I and Logan. Oh my god, don't get me started on Logan. Let's talk about Power Rangers first, because I yeah, I am so excited for Logan, but let's get Power Rangers out of the let's way. Let's do some P-Rangers. Oh, some P-Rangers, bro. I don't know about any of y'all listening, but I grew up with the Power Rangers, Eric, yourself included, you did as well. Everybody grew up with the Power Rangers. Whether or not they watched them might not be the same, but they, they grew up with them. If you didn't watch the Power Rangers growing up, then you might as well tune out right now. You can just you might fuck as well right be a off. fucking ginger. Yeah, you can just fuck right off. How about that? So what did you think about this trailer? I, I, I need to step in real quick. I don't actually hate gingers. <laughs> Yo, did you hear about the, the kid that said that he went crying on the internet about how gingers do have souls, now he's a girl? That he got a uh, sex change? Yeah. Good. I don't know if he had the surgery, but he is transitioning. He is a full-blown wannabe woman now. Good for him, man. I feel like... I, you know why I think he did it? Why? Because everybody loves Reddit girls. <laughs> Yeah, but not fat, short, weird ones. I don't know. Ugh, whatever, man. I saw that. It blew my mind. I said, one day he's crying about how he does have a soul, and uh, now he's a woman, so go figure. So we, <laughs> both went, we both went through a pretty heavy redhead phase, so I think he's got some logic going there. That's true. Good point. I did like those for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what... <laughs> yeah, those things. Oh, man. What did you think of the trailer, dude? You know what? I was super psyched when the first trailer came out. I don't. All right. I, I we're assuming everybody who's listening to this shit watched the trailer. If you, if you haven't watched the trailer, go see the trailer. I'll see if I can add a link or some shit. Watch um, the first trailer and then watch the second trailer. Yeah, They're totally so different. The first trailer is like super dark and heavy, and it looks like it's like some fucking like it's Breakfast Club on heroin or some shit. <laughs> it's really, and then all of a sudden you find out it's Power Rangers. You're like, oh, cool, dope, Power Rangers for adults. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then the second Power Rangers trailer came out today, and then you realize, oh, it's not quite as adult as you thought. You got to see the Zords. You got to see Zordon. Zordon gave me a hard-on. <laughs> Dude, I thought Zordon looked like one of those fucking toys that you had as a kid that had, like, the pins, and you Where could you push... push the pins? Yeah, you could the push the pins. Yeah, so good job, studio. Thing. You really got Zordon correct. And then Alpha 5... Looks like a little CGI piece of shit. I was not too happy about that one. I don't think they needed to add Alpha 5 at all. What? They didn't need to add Alpha 5 at all. That is Zordon's sidekick. That is Zordon's feet on the ground. Zordon's sidekicks are the Power Rangers. If you are going to make a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and you don't put Alpha 5 in there, you are losing out on a giant chunk of comedic relief. You know what I just realized? Power Rangers is pretty much just like Japanese Charlie's Angels. That's a good point. It's like Charlie's Angels with a very strange spin. So, Japanese. Exactly. Yeah, good point. Good point, good buddy. Yeah, man, I didn't realize <clears throat> that. We just dropped some truth knowledge on you motherfuckers. We did. We just, you just got learnt. Yeah. Okay? That's what we're saying from now on. You just got some, you either got learnt or you, we just dropped some truth knowledge on you. <laughs> I like both of those, but uh, I do like dropping things on people. Yeah. Uh, especially loads. knowledge on them. I enjoy I dropping loads. loads. Did you see there's an article in the news, now that we're talking about loads, of cumtails? What? Yeah, cumtails. That's a new thing. Vice did a whole segment on it, on cumtails. Can I take a guess at what this is? You can absolutely take a guess on what it is. Is this a cocktail with jizz in it? Yes. Ugh. Bingo. Ugh. Let's try. 
What? Why? What is the point of that? Apparently, I, I did not get all the way through the article. I, I saw it on Facebook. It could be fake news for all I know. You know. Um, oh my god. But it was it was a it was a Vice segment that they did at, where they were basically just all this girl was like, hey, I'm like a cocktail enthusiast and. Which is the new thing that I'm trying is cocktails, and she got the entire office to try them, guys and girls included, where everybody knew that there was human semen in them. What the? Where did she get the semen? Everybody volunteered. So they gave their own semen. Yeah, guys, guys and girls just drinking all the fucking cum of whoever was in the fucking office that day and decided to beat off for charity. What? For, the for fuck? each other. I mean, I wasn't fucking charity. Are you sure this wasn't on the Onion? This is a Vice set thing on. See, if, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up real quick. You know, I'll, dude, Vice does put it. some wild shit on there. Do you see the the Vice article about their reporter went and had sex with uh, one of the male real dolls, and they like filmed her doing it, and she was explaining what it felt like while she was doing it. They have a segment on Vice has a segment where it's this blonde chick who just goes around and like uh, uh, questions like different like sex things. That's the girl. They, uh, yeah. She was blonde. I don't know what her name is, but man, the stuff that they put out there now, I can't imagine. Her father must watch heavy. Mm. I'm so proud of my daughter. This, She's doing uh, yeah, big things. It's, it's completely real. Let me copy the link. I'll send it to you. Holy shit. Put that in the show notes. <laughs> first first ever episode of What Did I Just Listen To? And you learned how to make cocktails with your jizz. There you go. Yeah. Take that home to your... Your wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, whoever likes to ingest that shit. There you go. You're welcome from Gibson and Eric. Guzzle down, did you get it? Ugh, I don't know. I'm not. What, did you email it to me? No, I just messaged it to you on the uh, screen. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Getting wasted on cum cocktails. Thanks, Vice. Yeah, I do love Vice. <laughs> <laughs> One day, they're doing a special on the world's deadliest borders. The next day, how to drink your cum with liquor. That's... Wonderful both, news outlet. Both equally as important. <laughs> Quite on. I'd rather read about the cum cocktail than the deadliest borders. That's how. Right. That's how fucked I am. Okay. All right. Talk about a fucking tangent. Let's uh, let's transition back to Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get back. Okay. No. Straight up. So Eric and I are big nerds, and we like to go to comic book conventions. We've been to two now: Wizard Con, Wizard World Con, and the last one we went to in Philly. We actually met the one, the only. The legend, Jason David Frank. No, we uh, met Jason David Frank at the Richmond one. We we saw Stephen Amell at the Philadelphia. Ah, uh, shit. I get my heroes mixed up sometimes. Good point. Okay. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I wonder how he feels about this movie, because he's not involved. Uh, he may or may not be involved. There's rumors about whether or not he'll be in it, and he hasn't. he's been giving vague answers about whether or not he's in it or not. That typically means that he's in it, so who knows? I'd like to see him in there. He's in every other fucking Power Rangers everything. You know who I'd love to see in it? Who's the was the red Power Ranger who does gay porn now? <laughs> uh, Jason. I don't know what his real name is, but Jason. Yeah. He just pops yeah. up from time to time being like, Power Rangers. <laughs> they taught me all my moves. You can go uh, go my asshole. Oh my god, dude. You're, you're a foul man. <laughs> Hey, man, I listed the podcast as explicit for a reason. Yeah, hey, by the way, uh, we're about 15 minutes in or so, depending on editing, so if your kids are still listening to this, you're an awful parent. Yeah. Pay attention when we say explicit. Yeah. Oh, or, dude. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get off of Power Rangers here. Logan, yeah. what did you think of the Logan trailer? I, did, I teared up a little bit when I watched I'm not going to fucking lie. Oh, my God, I got shivers down my spine, dude. Eric knows I'm probably one of the only people on this planet that thoroughly enjoyed X-Men Origins Wolverine. 
He also has probably the largest man crush I've ever seen on Hugh Jackman. You mean Hugh Jackman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no lie, Hugh Jackman is the man. Yeah, that's that's fair to say. I have the biggest man crush on Hugh Jackman that I know of. It's probably that's true. Not, it's probably not the biggest, but it's the one. That, it's the biggest I know of. Biggest straight man crush. I'm sure there's a lot of gay guys that like him oh. a lot more than I do. Mm, uh, dude, you, I, you'd fucking turn if you had the opportunity. <laughs> I you will turn. I will <laughs> neither admit that nor deny that on this podcast. That means it's true, <laughs> dude. But what is it? Is it a X twenty three? Is that what the girl's name is? I be- yeah, I believe so, dude. X twenty three. She's a bad little bitch. She's she's screaming at the top of her lungs and stabbing people in the throat. Well, the thing that I mean, yeah, the, the action of the movie looks amazing, but the thing that is I know is gonna really get me with it, which is already true from the trailers, is the heart. Oh yeah, the heart. The heart. It's like it's like uh, Logan will be redeeming himself for all of his years of of potential or of of uh, wrongdoings. He's redeeming himself with this young girl. And it's like Professor X has one last lesson to teach. Mm-hmm. They're both saving their souls and doing yeah. one last good thing in this world by protecting her. It looks awesome, dude. I, spo- spoiler alert, although this isn't real spoiler alerts because we have no idea what's going to happen, but they're definitely <laughs> both going to die at the end. I don't know they for have sure, to. but it's definitely going to happen. Well, everybody should know, if you're a real fan, that this is Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine appearance. That's, that's been allegedly, but it's it's fairly certain. I mean, he's been doing it for, what, 15, 16 years? Yeah, it's the longest-running uh, superhero franchise. And he's been in every single X-Men movie. And maybe you could say some of them are shit, like X3 wasn't that good, but oh well. And X-Men Origins Wolverine wasn't that good, but Wolverine was pretty awesome, and I liked X-Men Origins Wolverine. If you like mindless violence, then you like the X-Men movies. That's true. It's very true. But, again, like I said, the direction that they're going in with Logan is really what's catching my attention with this movie. Like I said, I would be, I would not be surprised based on what I'm seeing now if there's Oscar buzz around this movie. I don't think, think so? I don't think it's actually going to end up getting any nominations because it's going to happen too early in the year. Well, isn't this movie coming out as rated R? Yes. Okay, good. Because I know Deadpool proved that you could make a successful R-rated superhero movie. Yeah, it's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Exactly, so they proved everybody wrong. Ryan Reynolds, right there, redeemed his acting career. I mean, awesome movie. I think he redeemed his acting He's a good actor. I think he redeemed his his, uh, superhero franchise career. Good point. Because Green Lantern was a stone-cold piece of shit. That was a horrendous piece of shit right there. I literally walked out, and I was just like, I could taste shit in my mouth. I literally was in the movie theater, and I could taste the taste of shit in my mouth. It was unbelievable. I don't know how they... That's like, that's like what's better than 3D? Like, like 4D, 5D? That's what that was. Like, you could taste the shit. That's how shitty that movie was. Wow, that's a very, very good uh, <laughs> description, dude. I could taste the shit on my tongue. It tasted of ketchup and onions. The guy, literally, I walked out, the guy in the movie was like, how it was? And I was like, I can literally taste shit in my mouth. And oh, my just God. Like, oh, he's just like, whoa, you, you, you experienced another level, dude. Another <laughs> level, dude. dude, you're on a whole other level of movie viewing experience. <laughs> I do, I will say this one thing. I said I love X-Men Origins Wolverine. I do. I think it's a fun movie. But what yeah. they did to Deadpool in that movie was a travesty. Yeah. So thank God Ryan Reynolds came back and showed what Deadpool actually is. Because why would you sew the Merc with a mouth shut? Merc with a mouth's mouth shut. That makes no sense to me. 
Because the movie's called Wolverine, not Deadpool. Oh, Wolverine. and then let's have swords that go into my, my forearms that are longer than my forearms. That also makes a ton of sense. Thank you. Thank you, studio, for that one. Yeah. Well, you know, studios uh, ain't too bright. No, they're great at fucking up movies. Why do you think we've? Why do you think there's been like fifteen Nicholas Sparks movies? <laughs> and I've seen all of them. Actually, I should take that back. That's not a good criticism. That's just the first thing that popped in my head. I've watched <laughs> Notebook plenty of times. No, who's the guy that does the movie The Fault in Our Stars? Who's the guy that wrote those books? Nicholas the books Sparks, on right. Was that Nicholas Sparks? I don't fucking know. Why would I know that? I just watch them and cry, and then uh. thing, and then go to my room with shame. <laughs> Hey, dude, sometimes you just need to sit back, drink some wine, have a nice cry, and then go to sleep. That's that You need that sometimes. No, dude, you gotta take a, you know, the buble bath. Oh, please explain to everybody what the buble bath is. The buble bath is a concept that was piloted by the comedian Jack Whitehall. And it's basically, you sit in your bathtub with bubbles, listening to Michael Buble. It's a buble bath. I've, I've ramped it up a little bit, and I've added the fact that you're supposed to be drinking bourbon. At the same time, so you got the three B's. You got bubbles, bourbon, buble. <laughs> That's my buble bath. <laughs> Literally, he texted that to me, and I spit my drink all the way across the room. So that is one of the funniest fucking things you've ever told me, dude. That's oh, a good. Man. Sometimes you just have a rough day, man. You gotta let that angel voice, man, Canadian man, you know, sing you to sleep. <laughs> uh, no shit. I still listen to his Christmas album, and it's not even Christmas anymore. I just love the music. He's a wonderful man. He's got a smoking hot wife, too. <clears throat> With a voice like that, he deserves a smoking hot wife. Yeah. He's also Ugh. Canadian, so you know you're not going to get herpes. <laughs> what? Canadian, <laughs> Canadians, Canadians can't get herpes. <laughs> Where? How do you figure? It's just too cold up there for herpes to survive. That's <laughs> true. The herpes just freezes right off. <laughs> Solid medical advice from the show. Just hey, I have a I have a bachelor's of science in biology, and I say that's true. Okay, okay. So since we're talking Marvel movies and we're talking about science and everything, I need to basically transition into the thing that I worked on all goddamn day. It's one of my news things, but I also am going to riff off of it with a pitch. Okay, deal. But hey, for future reference, when you transition into something, we don't need to say I'm going to transition into this. Then how do you know we're transitioning into it? It's smooth. What are you, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? You need everything explained to you? <laughs> I think we need more exposition, man. <laughs> I, think, I think we just had a whole movie of just exposition because sometimes, uh, what does he say? Sometimes nuance is very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's your story, dude? Alright, so I saw a news article the other day about the Black Panther movie coming out. Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, next summer, I believe. And basically, there's a rumor that the movie's going to take place in the n- mid-1990s. Oh, cool. Because of some research and stuff that somebody found where they were trying to get logos for like a train, uh, for the metro system in L.A. for the 1990s. They are trying to get the rights to it. So there's a they believe that at least a portion of the film is going to take place in Los Angeles in the 1990s. Oh, sweet. So that got me thinking of like, what would a Black Panther movie that takes place in the 1990s Los Angeles be like? And then I came up with some a really great idea for an entire movie. And I could literally pitch you the whole thing right now. Do you want me to do that? You're going to pitch me a fucking movie? The entire thing, yes. Hell yeah, entire, I want to hear the it. The entire plot of the film. All right, let's go. Okay, so let me pull up my notes real quick. 
All right. So the movie's going <clears> to <throat> take place in like 1995-ish uh, Los Angeles. Uh, that way, you know, hip hop's still going on. You got Snoop. You got fucking Tupac. All those guys still go. I don't know. Actually, did Tupac die before that? Dude, wh- why are you asking me about Tupac? Because I'm as white as snow. Yeah, okay. So sometime in the 90s where Tupac's still alive. Actually, actually, now that I think about it, he doesn't need to be alive because he's not going to be in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So so late 1990s, Hood, Compton, L.A., all that type of stuff. So the movie opens up with this just fire pit, like African, like tribesmen, like dancing around and everything behind a fire. There's just like chanting. They're all warriors. Like they look like Zulu warriors. They got their shields and their garb and everything. And they're dancing around, dancing around, dancing around this fire. And there's this one young kind of 18 year old looking Chadwick Boseman uh, in the center of them, right? Because Chadwick Boseman plays Black Panther. T'Chaka. T'Chaka or T'Challa? I can't remember which one's the father. I think it's T'Challa. T'Challa? Yeah, I believe so. I whatever. I'm just gonna say Black Panther. Deal. Anyways, so he's in the center of them. They're dancing around and everything. And all of a sudden, like you see, he has to fight off like five other guys. And the chore- fight choreography is amazing. It's so it's really it's gonna be really fluid. It's like a mix of capoeira and jujitsu. Um, anywho, uh, and he fights all of them off. And then all of a sudden, the you know like it transitions. They all move out of the way, and there's this giant panther that's about to walk up on him. Like his, after he's fought off all these like six guys that are coming up on him, and it's just just giant looking like the panther like couldn't possibly be fucking a real animal and so goddamn uh, big and all these guys a spear and a shield and he's dancing around and like flipping around dodging <coughs> this thing when it finally charges at him and then finally after like a bit of a struggle he kills it and then all of a sudden you see lights go up and the fire goes out and like walls come up and you realize they've been in a hol- in a hologram tank the entire time. Oh, cool. Because Wakanda's like a super highly technical advanced thing, so they actually are simulating their old tribes, their old like tribe traditions in a in a hologram. That was quite the twist, right? So then all of a sudden, his father, King T'Chaka, T'Challa, whatever, comes up behind him, and he's just like, "You have you know completed the initiation," and you see like a fucking like metal spear sticking into like a, a droid-looking thing that was obviously the panther with the hologram around it and everything. And he's like, you've completed your initiation, you know, it's where it's not quite as uh, primitive as it once was, but we try to make it uh, feel the same. Like, it just goes into a little speech like that. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, they go into this new transition where he becomes the Black Panther. Like, he hands over his, his warrior garb, and the previous Black Panther hands over his warrior garb and everything. And T'Chaka, T'Chaka, Chadwick Boseman is now the new Black Panther. And he's Sweet. only, he's only like 18, 19 years old, something like that. And then so he walks off and he's talking with his father about, you know, responsibility of being the protector of their country and all that stuff. And his father says, I don't believe you are truly ready to become the Black Panther yet. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? First, you need to understand why we need a protector, why, you know, this, the world is the way it is. So I'm going to send you to, I'm going to send you away to go to school for the next four years. Right? So that transitions to him. He gets sent away to California. He's going to okay. go to Cal Poly, and he's, he's going to get a degree in chemical engineering. Like, he's going to the best engineering school in America, to, and he's going to learn about American culture and everything like that, and you get this degree at an amazing school, because he's smart. He's from the most, one of the most technologically advanced societies in the world at the time. Um, so he gets there, and then all of a sudden, like, awesome montage scene where he's getting off the plane where Tupac's California Love starts playing, and he's just, like, 
driving through LA and you're seeing all the world around him, it's the first time he's ever been exposed to a culture like this. So then, you know, transition, he starts doing like his, uh, his classes and everything. He's in his first uh, engineering course and he sees this girl across the hall who's beautiful, like just beautiful young woman. I'm, I'm th the person who I'm thinking for that role would be the, do you know the girl from Flash who plays Iris? Oh, yeah. I think she'd be perfect for it. Good choice. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the professor drunkenly stupors in after like fucking 10 minutes of the uh, of waiting. And guess who it is? Young Tony Stark. Oh, shit. Right? So it all ties in. Exactly. You've thought this through, buddy. I, I, I really fucking thought this through. Young Tony Stark comes in and he's like, all right, welcome to engineering 101, he's all drunk and everything, he's just like the most pointless fucking class you'll ever take. He's not cursing because it's, it's a PG-13 movie. Um, Disney. And then he just, he's like, he starts asking all these really, really difficult questions and, you know, if he says, if you can't answer these questions, you might as well just leave the class. Because this is young Tony Stark, he's still cocky and kind of a douche. And then, like, he's going back and forth, he's, he's asking all these people questions, and, like, whenever they get it wrong, he says, leave. And I'll ask another person a question, they'd get it right. He's like, all right, you can stay until the next question. And then all of a sudden, the class, so it was originally maybe, like, 30 people wills down to just uh, Chadwick Boseman and just uh, Iris. Oh, uh, so they're destined to be. Yeah, they're the only two people left in the class. And then Tony says, congratulations, you're the only two people that can answer every single question. But guess, but now there's not enough people for this to be an official class, so it's canceled. Classic Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> so he just gets out of it all together, and then they're like, well, you know, whatever. So now they have to go to the registrar and reschedule and everything. Anyway, so later on, you know, after they have to deal with that debacle, he goes to more classes, yada yada, just general B-roll for a movie. Then he decides, because, you know, he's a warrior, he's in amazing shape, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go work out. So he goes for a long run, a very long run, like 20 miles, like the beginning, the cap in the beginning of Winter Soldier, just goes for a long-ass run. And okay. then he, fi he finds himself in, like, the bad part of L.A., like Compton or, you know, southeast L.A., whatever's the bad part uh, of L.A., where, you know, gangs are, you know, prevalent, and it's just, it's a relatively poor part of town. Okay. So he finds himself there, and all of a sudden he sees this young kid, young kid who's getting harassed by like five obvious obvious gangbangers, right? Okay. And he and he sees that, and he's like, you know what? I should probably step in. It's the first time he's seen anything that he decided to step in. He doesn't know why, but he feels like he needs to step in for this kid. And he and then these guys are like, hey man, you don't know who you're fucking with. Like you know, you're, you stepped in the wrong neighborhood, all that type of shit. One guy pulls a gun on him and. Chadwick Boseman just like looks at him like he's not afraid at all and then he immediately like whips out these moves and just kicks all their asses in like three seconds. Badass. And then one guy, they're all knocked out except for one guy who starts running away and he's like, you don't know who you're fucking with, man. All that shit. Again, <laughs> not actually cursing because it's PG-13. Then he looks at the kid, kid's a little bit freaked out and but a little bit like pissed off at the same time and he's like, and he's like, well, what's, what's his your name? And the kid's like, whoa. <laughs> what is your name? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, he's like Walt. He's like, he's like, listen, I'm, uh, let me let me walk you home, all right? It's not safe out here. Obviously, you know, I can watch your back at least until you get home, right? Can you only so do that accent with "What is your name"? You can't do it for anything else. I, I felt a little bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's walking the kid home, and uh, all of a sudden uh, he gets there, and a girl opens the door, and guess who it is? The girl from the class. Oh shit. And yeah. that's her little brother. Yep. Wow. 
Her name's Cindy. Ooh. Which he, which he finds out now that he's meeting her for the first time. They start talking about the class and everything, getting to know each other. Uh, and Chaka gets a little bit too. Uh, he gets a little nosy and he asks, you know, where you know where are your parents, all that stuff. And she explains, you know, like my dad died a few years ago and my mom's hit the bottle pretty hard. So no, I I I haven't seen her in about two months. Wow. Something like that. Uh, so so I just take care of my little brother Walt, and he and, you know he, he kind of feels bad all that stuff. And you can see like you know after this experience running through the town and seeing the gangbangers mess with this kid and her situation with her family, he's starting to realize that you know this this technological utopia of Wakanda and his life as royalty and everything. He's starting to realize the actual hardships in the world. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. So then, you know, they move on, you know, they start to get to know each other a little bit, they take classes and everything, but this entire time, every once in a while you pan over and you see that there's these guys that are watching him, following him around, that are pissed off. Obviously, it's the same gangbangers that he fucked with, and they're just Obviously. scoping him out. Yeah. So one day, uh, he's walking back to his dorm, uh, and the car pulls up in front of him, and there's, uh, you know, Mac-10 you know, pointed right at him, and he just kind of looks at them and, you know, chuckles and has kind of this inquisitive look on his head, and they're like, get in the car, and he he says, what's it, and they're like, get in the car, and he, and just out of pure curiosity, he decides to do it, because <laughs> he figures if they wanted to kill him, they would have killed him already. <laughs> just out of pure curiosity, he gets in the car. So, next, uh, you, it opens up on a scene in a, in a gym. Uh, boxing like ring you know really fancy like home gym type thing all these guys in suits surrounding a gym and then Terry Crews oh shit yeah Terry Crews in his boxing gear no uh, sparring kit at all just gloves and shoes and everything and he's sparring up against a guy who's just as big as him Terry Crews is massive massive guy he's got muscles on his muscles yeah he's sparring against this guy that's, they're, they're doing combos and stuff like that and then they're, they're just going back and forth, playing around. Then all of a sudden they pull in Chadwick Boseman. He's got a, blind, a bag over his head, and they pull him around. And then uh, they're like, yo, boss, this is the guy. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Terry Crews is like, all right, enough of this horse shit. And he just, he does like this beautiful combo and knocks this guy he's sparring with clear on his fucking ass, like out cold, blood coming out of his nose, all that stuff. And they drag the guy off. So Terry Crews is just a bad motherfucker in this movie, then. Yeah, and he's he's the he's obviously he's the gang leader. He's obviously. Gang. Yeah. So <clears throat> he starts talking to. They pull the bag off of T'Challa's head, and they start talking. And you know he explains, you know, I heard you put a pretty bad beating on my boys. Not an easy thing to do in these parts. I trained them myself, you know, because he's a boxer. He's a very highly proficient boxer. Um, and he, you know, he's explaining all the stuff that's going on, you know, he's like, but if you, if you're good enough to do that, then maybe there's a spot for you and my crew. He's like, she's trying to like butter him up and everything. And out of curiosity, uh, T'Challa keeps asking questions cause he's, you know, he's there to learn obviously. Um, and then, uh, he's like, well, what, what exactly is the business? And then Terry Crews pulls out this red powder and he puts it across the table, uh, and he snorts it like Coke and he says, berserker. Oh, Berserker. Yeah, it's a, it's a drug called Berserk, and he explains what it does. It's basically like super cocaine and steroids mixed together. Like, it heightens your senses, your speed, your stamina, and your... So, your, like, turns you into a superhero. And everything. Not, no, I wouldn't say it turns you into a superhero. It's heightened. Heightened abilities, but not, like, super abilities. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not, like, on Black Panther, Captain America level. Okay. Um, 
And he says, you know, sorry, but I don't think I want to be participating in this. And he's like, you're making a big mistake, but you know what? Out of respect for your abilities, why don't I let you go? And then they let him go. And then uh, they're like, you're just going to let him go, boss? And he's just like, oh, no, I'm going to make, make him regret his decision. Long Ooh, badass. Yeah. So things transition. He's getting to know... Uh, the girl Cindy fairly well and Walt as well. Walt's kind of a struggling kid. Like he's there's something a little bit off about him the whole time throughout the movie. And they're going on a date and everything. While they're on their first date together, it's real romantic, real sweet. Walt, uh, you see, there's a there's a cut back and forth scene of Walt getting jumped into the gang. Okay. Yeah, he gets jumped <clears throat> into the gang. Um. So Cindy finds out about this later, a little bit later on that that's what happened, and Walt completely abandons her and leaves them and everything. Uh, and you know she's super pissed, and, uh, and T'Challa's like, "I need to do something about this." That's when T'Challa starts decides to start doing vigilante stuff. So he starts like ground level vigilante, like taking out small groups of the gang, cutting off supply of like the drugs and everything. Really big, you know, just montage scene of him fighting all these different people. Um, I was thinking, which song? Uh, Rough Riders Anthem is going to be playing during this cutscene. Cool. That's another thing. The movie's just going to have the best hip-hop songs throughout it. It has to. Right. So then, you know, all of a sudden, they find out that's happening. They send a crew to... The Terry Crews is finally... He's just had enough. He's, he wants to take care of this problem once and for all. And so he sends a small crew of about six guys to take out Black Panther inside of his apartment. They got guns and everything. And then he starts fighting them once they attack him. And then they're not as easy as the previous guys to fight. And that's because he realizes they're on Berserker. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, like, and they're just going nuts on him. They're fast as hell. Like, they're breaking shit. Like, the fight goes throughout the fucking, like, hallways of this dormitorium in the college. Badass. And then all of a sudden, he realizes, you know, I'm going to have to kill these guys to stop them. It's like a, mo a snap second that he realizes, and he does that. And then he finally pushes one guy down the stairs, down the stairwell of the dormitorium. He lands on his back. <clears throat> He's still alive, and he's breathing, and you can tell he's starting to come down off the berserker, and he goes and he pulls the mask off this guy, and it's Walt. <gasps> no, not Walt. Yeah, it's Walt. So then he's like, he's like, you know, well, what are you doing? All that stuff. And then he's like, oh, uh, he's, he's the, the, you know, the berserker messed with my head. And he's like, what do you mean it messed with your head? And he's like, it's, you know, it's just there's something wrong with the drug. And as he's dying, Walt explains to him, uh... Terry Crews bad guy's plan where he's gonna taint the water system in this like this this large neighborhood in southeast LA to get everybody hooked on Berserker holy shit yeah so uh you really re yeah, you really thought this whole thing through dude yeah it's it's a full movie like to all the way to the ending <laughs> uh, anyways T'Challa goes back and he starts talking to Sydney about what happened, and she tells her that his her brother died, and she's pissed. She never wants to see him again because she she she's correlating him showing up here with all this bad stuff happening. Yeah. And then so later he hunts he tracks down Tony Stark, and he tells Tony about all this stuff that is going on, and he says, you know, I need your help working on an anti you know toxin to to put in the water system so this doesn't get people sick. He's a chemical engineer. That's what he's there to study, so it's perfect for him to work on. Right. And then Tony Stark helps him out with this. They work on a formula, and the only reason Tony does it is because he really respects the, how smart the guy is. Yeah. And he figures out that he's from Wakanda, because yeah, that's been a big secret throughout the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so they work on it, and then when he's going to the water system to like figure all this out, he find gets a text message. No, he doesn't get a text message because it's the '90s. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a telegram. <laughs> yeah. So they, they send him smoke gets, signals. He gets a page. <laughs> that says that uh, that Cindy's been taken. That Terry Crews has Cindy. No, not Cindy. Yeah, because he wants to just make him feel like such regret for ever fucking with him at all and messing with his supply for like the past like year while he was at school. So finally, he suits up full Black Panther and he realizes he's got to go to this like compound and fight all these guys. They're all hopped up on Berserker. Oh, I, I missed it. So he's before he does anything, he's got this. He's got this revenant moment where he's like praying to his ancestors and everything like that. And he vows after what happened with Walt to never kill anybody again, no matter what. Like he vows to try to find some other solution to the problem. Kind of like the Arrow on right. TV where he kills for a while and then he decides that that's not him. He can't be yeah. a murderer. He needs to yeah, but, and bring it's while justice. That's why he's taking like his herbs and everything. So this like panther spirit comes to him and like cool. it's, 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 it's a pretty cool scene. That's tripping, bro. Goes, yeah, he goes, he fights all these guys, cool hip hop music playing in the background. Um, and finally, uh, he comes into the, this last room, uh, while well, Tony's off taking care of the water supply issue while this is going on. Um, and then, uh, so that's, that's taken care of and he's just fighting all these guys and he finally gets to the last room and Terry Crews says, you know, big man in a metal suit, no, I'm not going to take the line from, from Avengers. <laughs> Captain America says... <laughs> He's like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah. You think you're so brave in that suit? Like, why don't you take it off and fight me like a man? And he does that, and then after he takes, he takes his helmet off. That's the only thing he takes off. And he's like, you know, you know, you know. Now you see me, and he re- and he says, you know, let's fight. And then Terry Crews just takes the biggest fucking snort of berserker you've ever seen in your life. He's going nuts, like, like fucking vascular shit. He's going berserk. Yeah, and it's just super badass, like hardcore fight scene between this giant, like highly proficient boxer and the Black Panther, cool. and that's like the final big co- conflict scene. And then that happens, and it's it's all taken care of. And so it's been a, like a t- solid year at the school and everything. He fights off the villain. He takes Cindy home, and and all that happens. And he says, you know, I don't think it's safe for me to see you again. I think I'm going to have to leave. And like, and they see Tony one more time to thank him for his help. And Tony says, by the way, I talked to the dean. You know, I, I know you've only been here for a year, but obviously you're smart enough for your, your PhD. So you <laughs> give it one. <laughs> you just got lazy at the end. <laughs> no, because it's supposed to be like this cocky, like Tony Stark. He's like, I'm Tony Stark. I can just give you a PhD if I want. Oh, my God. Here, yeah. You did a year of undergrad. Here's your PhD, bitch. <laughs> But anyways, it's sad, it's solemn, and he, and, he, and he flies home, and he sees his father and everything, and, and he says, you know, you know, do you, you know, have you become the man that I believe you should be? And he, and he says, yes, and it's this, it's, there's, there's obviously going to be a lot more nuance to it, but that's the overall arching plot of the film. So what do you think? Here's what I think. Let's call yes. Disney, let's make this yes. shit happen. I'll play the Black Panther instead <laughs> of Chadwick Boseman, because I really think I could bring a lot of depth to that role. You know? <laughs> well, I thought that'd be such a great idea for the I, the movie to be like that because you, all these characters that you see in the Avengers, like main movies, there's these big super villains they're fighting. I want to see like a legitimate grounded villain who's fighting a real, who, or excuse me, a legitimate grounded hero who's fighting like a, a real villain that could actually exist. No, that was a cool idea, man. That was that. Which you really like, thought that shit so, through. Yeah, that's literally all I did at work today. Well, good for you. You did something productive. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, should we uh, should we cut to a quick read from our sponsor? Yeah, we should cut to a quick read from our sponsor. All right, guys, let's let you know who our first sponsor is. Our first sponsor for this podcast, very good friend of the show, great guys, Big Steve's Turtle Jerky. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Big Steve, how I got to know Big Steve and the Turtle Jerky. I was on spring break my junior year, and we were at the beach, me and my buddies, and all of a sudden, these guys come up to the beach and they just want to play football with us. These guys look like meth heads, by the way. <laughs> straight stone-cold meth heads. And we're like, sure, we'll play football with you. We kick their asses because we're a bunch of young, drunk college guys there. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure that's what happened. <laughs> Anyways, at the end of it, the guy's like, listen, you know, you guys are cool. Here's my card. And the card says, Big Steve's Turtle Jerky. And I'm like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> he's, like, we, he's like, we make jerky. I was like, out of turtles? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, is it any good? He's like, yeah, come to my truck. We got a sample. Oh. We got some samples. Shady as fuck, but we went anyways. Of course, you eat beef jerky. Excuse me, turtle jerky out of the back of somebody's fucking truck. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways, so we did. It was really good. It was actually really fucking good. They also got like fucking Komodo dragons and weird shit. I, it, it's. I'm not even kidding about that. Anyways, but so they. Good friends, I can't still keep in touch with the guy. I let him know we're doing a podcast. He said he'd send me ten bucks if I said his name on the podcast. <laughs> so and talked about his stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested, just Google Big Steve's Turtle Jerky. I don't think they can afford a website, but they might have a Facebook page or something. Oh man, hopefully by next week or maybe the podcast after that, they'll have a legitimate read for us. But hey, this shit's delicious, man. I'll tell you what, I'm munching on some right now, and uh, I don't know. I was a little bit iffy about receiving a package uh, from a guy named Big Steve, but it tastes pretty damn good. He promised me soon, promised both of us soon, that he won't just have turtle jerky, he'll have like iguana jerky. Go figure, man. This guy's a nut, but the shit's delicious. I'm sure half the jerky that he makes is 100% legal. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Big Steve's whatever. turtle jerky, he's giving us 10 bucks. Yeah, we're getting a kickback for the ad. <laughs> oh man, okay. So, uh, dude... We love uh, we love to talk shit, me and Eric. I mean, honestly, we'll just sit on the phone sometimes. We we went to high school together, so we became best buddies. But I live uh, I live pretty far away now, so we don't get to hang out that often. But we talk on the phone like two fucking mid nineties preteen girls. We talk on the phone all the time because back in the day, we used to love to go to movies and critique them and just talk a bunch of shit that nobody cared about. But there's one big thing we've always had in common, and that is our love. For it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Are you with me on this, buddy? That's that's, that's fairly true. Fairly fucking true. Fairly true. That's one hundred percent true. That is my. That's fairly fucking true. That is true. my favorite fucking comedy on TV. It's most people's favorite comedy. That's why it's been on for twelve guys. And they, didn't they just get signed for two more? I read that the other yeah. day. That's awesome. Yeah, they did. I'll say this: season twelve is off to a bit of a slow start. It's not catching me. I yeah, I didn't like the the oh, the black episodes. It has nothing to do with that they were black. I just do don't enjoy poorly made musicals. But uh, but season 11 is probably one of my all-time favorite seasons. More specifically with the episode McPoyle vs. Ponderosa, The Trial of the Century. That is the, the funniest... That is the funniest fucking episode of that show. I, I'm right there with you, buddy. Oh, my God. She has gone full on cat. If you haven't seen this episode, it ties in what has happened to every character whose life that they have destroyed. Am I right here? 
Yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> with Charlie's uncle with the little hands. <laughs> oh man, and the Lord, you gotta see it. If you don't like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, then you gotta get the fuck off our podcast because that show's fucking hilarious. Let's uh, let's try not to alienate a large portion of potential viewers. I will alienate whoever I want to fucking alienate. This is free to listen to. If I don't like you, I don't want you listening. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you should go check out Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you like crude, lowbrow, offensive humor as much as I do, and I'm very easy to make laugh, as you can probably tell by now, you got to check out It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's great. Odds are, if you're still listening to this podcast 48 minutes in, you're, you'd like, oh, it's always <laughs> Oh, man, if you're not asking yourself, what the fuck am I listening to yet, then we have not done our job. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, dude. So we came up All with right. this idea for, uh, for a segment of the show. It's called Homework. We'll probably come yeah, up with a better okay. name. We're doing homework. Yeah, you want to do homework okay. first? Well, we haven't actually done any homework yet, so we might as well just assign it. That's true. So we're going to assign some homework. So how this segment works is uh, we're each going to assign each other like a movie or a TV show episode or something of the sort that, that we have to watch that week. And then we're going to report back on it the next week and talk about what we thought. And I'll tell you what. You, you might think this after, I got poor taste in movies, but I like everything, so I'm going to be giving Eric some total shit for him to watch, and I can't wait to hear what he says about it. I'm also a raging psychopath, so I'm going to give him really bizarre shit that much. <laughs> Alright, buddy, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? You go first. Alright, so, it was really tough for me to come up with um, one movie that I wanted him to watch. Eric and I, we love movies, so we're always watching them. Every time we hang out, we're going out to movies, and... And critiquing them, and what's up, buddy? Does it necessarily have to be something that we've seen before, haven't seen before? No. So you have seen this movie. I'll tell you right now. Okay. So uh, I'll give you a little synopsis or synopsis. So it's a beautiful little movie about a young man's drive to succeed. Mm -hmm. He faces trials and tribulations, and is told time and time again that he will never fill his parents' shoes. With the help of a dear friend. A companion with an ulterior motive and a couple zany pals, he achieves greatness and inspires men all around the world to not let what they are born with hold them back. I'm not this movie Bucky. is, of course, the I'm best the best worst movie of all time. I'm, I it is see Bucky Larson without having to watch it again. Bucky Larson, born to be a star. Man, you really left them hanging there. Thanks for ruining it, Eric. It stars Nick Swartzen, it's directed by Tom Brady, and it's written by Adam Sandler. I don't like most of Adam Sandler's shit, but I watch it because Nick Swartzen is always in it, and I'm a giant fan. I think Nick Swartzen is hilarious. This movie sucks, but it is my favorite awful movie. I own it. I've watched it a million times. It is the best worst movie of all time. So, Eric, that is what you have to watch this week. Okay. Well, that is... I'm probably not going to watch it. You can't break the rules, dude. This is how it works. you got to watch it and then critique it. I'll just go full Yo Romero. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, brought it, brought it full circle. Thanks, All right, pal. here's your assignment. You have to watch Tusk. Oh, how did I know you are going to pick Tusk? Yes. For those of you who don't know, Tusk is a wonderful family movie starring... Oh, God, what's the fucking guy's name? It's Justin Long. Isn't it? Justin Long. It's got Justin Long and his uh, faithful sidekick, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, my God. And they have a podcast together where they just talk about crazy shit that happens on YouTube. Justin decides to go 
let's search for this guy who cut himself in half with a samurai sword. Little does he know, the guy's dead. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> While he's looking for him, he decides to stay with a nice man uh, who promises to tell him his life story. While this happens, he gets drugged, and the man basically tries to turn him into a fucking walrus, a human walrus, throughout the entire movie. It's supposed to be very bizarre. Directed by Kevin Smith. Uh, make sure we get that credit out there. So, should be a doozy of a film. Anytime Haley Joel Osment is the hero of the movie, you know you're in for a treat. What was, he was just in a movie, what was he called? Uh, he was a substitute teacher, right? Yes, yeah, Sex Ed. Yeah, like Sex that. Ed. That was a ridiculous movie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes, you're going to watch Tusk. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll watch Tusk. I'll watch... If I have to watch Bucky Larson... I was going to assign you a different movie, but as soon as you assigned me Bucky Larson, I decided to assign you Tusk. Yeah. See, he knows me so well that I don't even have to get all the way through the I damn synopsis before he I knows it's Bucky Larson. Knew, I literally knew within, like, the first sentence that that's what the movie was. <laughs> well, it's only three bucks, so there you go. Yeah. Stream it, bitch. It's yeah. a great movie. And if you I haven't seen it. Bucky Larson, I will tell you right now, I laughed so hard during the scene where he starts clicking his light-up shoes together, I laughed so hard I pissed my pants. So when you watch this movie, right. listeners, you're going to realize how simple I am when it comes to humor, okay? So wanna, if you want to play along at home, you want to watch the movies and then come back to the podcast and everything, then that was what we would recommend doing. And that way you feel like you're participating. Exactly. Isn't that, isn't that what you want this entire thing to feel like that we're just two buddies that you're hanging out with and you're just not saying a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so in other words, if you hang out with us, shut your fucking mouth because we're going to do all the talking. <laughs> Forget your dirt buddy. <laughs> Up and down like a pogo stick. If you watch uh, the movie... Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. All right. Oh, man. So, alright, so that's our homework assignment for next week. Uh, write it down. If you want to join us, play, play along at home. Let's move into our next segment, Pitch. Hey, real quick, real quick, before we move in. So if you do watch the movies, we have an email. You can go ahead and email us what you thought of the movie uh, and of your critiques, as well as anything else that you want to talk with. This is our first podcast, so if you have any critiques you want to make, feel free to reach out. Eric, what's that email? It's what am I listening to, the number two. At gmail.com. What am I listening? Number two at gmail.com. Great. So, yeah, go ahead, shoot us off an email, tell us what you think, and uh, play along. Watch the movies. We're typically, we're probably going to be assigning each other shit movies every time, so feel free to play along. Yeah, um, and seriously, like, this is our first podcast. If you literally want to send us anything, suggestions, hate mail, dick pics, we'll, we'll read all of it. Yeah. Send, send, me, send me all your goddamn dick pics. I want them all. Eric loves dick pics. He has a collection of them in a binder under his bed. Yeah, I love dick pics. I mean, just Nightwing is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh. All right, it's pitch time. All right, let me hear what you have. All right, so let me break it down for you guys since this is our first time. So pitch is a segment that we're going to be doing where we literally pitch something. I technically already pitched something, but that was a, that was a serious pitch. This is bullshit pitches. We're going to pitch each other dumb ideas for businesses, apps, movies, video games, vacations, whatever the fuck you want, as long as it's fucking retarded. Feel free to steal any of these ideas and do something with them because we never will. If as long as you accredit us. Yeah, just say, hey, we got the idea. We don't need, we don't need any kickbacks, but as long as like we're on the masthead of your website, and like, and 
I mean, actually, yeah, give us some kickbacks. How about this? If you, you go big with the idea, sponsor us. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, would you like to go first with your pitch, sir, or should I go first? How about you go first this time, buddy? All right. My pitch is for a little wonderful app called Spaghetti Monster. Oh, Jesus. What is Spaghetti Monster? S spaghetti Monster is a lovely... It's the Uber of spaghetti, basically. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself sitting at your house and you're like, God damn, I want some sketty. And then you're like, well, I can't get no sketty because I'm broke. Actually, that doesn't work. You're not broke because you're going to be paying for it. But you don't want to cook it yourself. Off to a great so start. What Spaghetti Monster does is it's a wonderful app that's able to connect you with somebody in your town that's willing to make you spaghetti for money. <laughs> Just any random person. <laughs> it, lets you, it lets you know the closest person near you that is already making spaghetti or willing to make spaghetti. Okay. Then that we'll share with you for money. It's like it's, it's the air, it's it's the Airbnb or the Uber or the Lyft of spaghetti services. So then, so you you message them. You say, hey, I want some paschetti. They give you their price because obviously you know you don't know what type of ingredients they're working with. You're like, all right, that that works for me. And then you drive and you go pick up your paschetti and then you drive home and you eat your paschetti. And then, so, let's say it's $10, $10 for some Sketty, $3 of that will go to the person making the Sketty, the rest will go to the app. Because we're facilitating a pretty pretty important transaction. So you're saying 70% margins. Yeah. You could definitely I mean, get a shark in on a that one. They love those a, margins. It's a, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a pretty good, important business. I mean, how often does that happen to you? Good point. Happens to, me, happens to me all the time. Why do you think I came up with the idea? <laughs> oh, dude. So Eric is the so idea that's, man. So that's, so that's Spaghetti Monster for you. I like it. Eric's the idea man. We got some stories, guys, that we're going to share with y'all spread out over the next couple of podcasts that involve his yeah. wacky ideas and me being dumb enough to listen to them. So. <laughs> like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like this podcast. Actually, that's not, that's not true. Though. I think this was a simultaneous idea. We had both been... We were both thinking this at the exact same time. Literally listen to podcasts all day, every day, and we finally decided to make one of our own. So, all right. That's a good pitch. I like Spaghetti Monster. Yeah. I got one for you. You like now. Spaghetti Monster? Dude, I just... I had this image of, like, some really fun, fucking high guy answering his door after he's done making you... Sp Spaghetti and just being like, Saw, do you here for the sketty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saw, dude. I want a bowl of sketty, man. Oh, sweet, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. No, that's funny, dude. Uh, if you throw in some garlic bread, I'm sold. That's a different app. Shit. <laughs> that's not good for me. I'm, I'm Italian. I need my garlic bread to this go is, on this, this is a purely spaghetti-based app. Oh only noodles. <laughs> it's in the name. You might as well just call it Only Noodles. And then all the Q&A, do you have anything else? No, 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 no Only no, no, Noodles. No, 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 because there's other types of noodles. It's just spaghetti. Just spaghetti. Do you carry any other kind of noodles? No, just spaghetti. <laughs> it's it's spaghetti monster. It's not pasta monster. It's not garlic yeah, bread you, monster. You, it's not whatever. It's not whatever you, the fuck you want monster. If I find out that you're using my app for non-spaghetti products, you're getting booed. Yeah, you silly bitch. You're gonna lose. We're gonna get you. <laughs> you simple bitch. Okay, I got one for yeah, you. So if you if you want to make that app happen. I will, I will certainly be using it. I won't actually be using it. It's a dumb, it's a fucking dumb idea. Dude, I, I'll tell you this. I like to get drunk, and I like to eat, and I like to do them at the same time. So if you if somebody actually makes that shit happen, you best believe I'm calling some spaghetti monster my way. Yeah, but the problem is you have to you have to drive and go pick it up yourself. Uh, deal breaker. 
Gilbert. You could, you know what? That's a good time for Uber to come in. We could partner with Uber, where the Uber driver driver picks up your spaghetti for you and then drops it off. But that's more money and there you go. Your pocket out, out of your pocket. You might as well go pick it up yourself. Okay. All right. You done? Yeah. Your your turn. Pitch pitch me a business. Now, do I have an app for you? There's one thing in this world that I was born to do, that I'm very good at. Everybody's born with a talent. Not everybody knows how to make money off that talent. For some people, making money off that talent doesn't matter, myself included. I just want to spread the experience of my talent. That's right, everybody. I can fart on command. Not everyone can do it, but I can, and I'm very good at it, and I'm very good at clearing rooms. So what is do better? Do one right now. Do one, do one for the listeners. Do one for the listeners. All right, let's prove it. Let me let me see. Did you hear that? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. So you may not be able right. to. If you're still around listening to this podcast and that happened. You're going to be a loyal follower. Thank you very much. My idea... We're at, we're at an hour, man. <laughs> My idea is share a fart. It's a very simple audio recording app. Did you say, did you say sheriff art? Like art of sheriffs? No, share a fart. Share a fart. Okay. How it works is it's just an audio recording app. You fart into your phone. You send it to your friend. You can type on the screen kind of like Snapchat. And there you go. Share a fart. Very simple, very funny, niche market, perfect for people like me. What is what are the profit margins we're talking here? Where's the where's the profit coming? The app will cost. I'm assuming that's a free download. The app will be a free download, and we'll base our our uh, cash intake, I guess, our revenue stream off of uh, advertising. Advertising. Uh, you don't have an idea for a premium account. I mean, premium account. Maybe right, you let could. Me, let me pitch you. Let me pitch you this. Okay. Premium account, regular account. You got ads, and you can only just send a fart. Premium account, you can auto tune your farts. Oh, now that's an you idea. Can, you can mass send a fart. You can do a well, like a nuclear bomb where you just fart bomb your entire uh, contact list. Now that, my you friend, can, is why we're best friends. You can. You can have a fart that is dubbed to, like, like we have an, like a function in the app that figures out the beats of your fart and then dubs it to a popular song. Huh. Like mostly Taylor Swift, obviously. Obviously. I like it. See, this is why we're best friends. I, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm quite the idea man. You are the idea man. I'm coming up with this shit right on the spot. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a smart dude, man. I'm a cool guy. All right, those are some good pitches. Let us know what you think in at our email address. What am I listening? The number two at gmail.com. And if you have any pitches for us that you'd like us to read on air, go ahead, send it our way, and we can read it. We'll yes. give you credit and everything. Yeah, seriously, send us whatever the fuck you want. We just want to know you're there. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're two very lonely guys. We're not even in the same room right now. We're four hours apart. Blow my Dude, mind. Just blew. Just yeah. Just just they they didn't even realize. They just think they're just listening to two guys. They're just having a conversation in the same room. We're not even in the same room. Technology, bitch. You're so stupid. You just got slapped across the face with the 21st century, motherfucker. We just dropped some truth knowledge on you. You just got learned, bitch. Yeah. So since we're not in the same room and I can't see what you're drinking, Eric, 
Let's jump into our last segment, and that is, what am I drinking, uh, motherfucker? This can't be our last segment because we skipped a bunch of stuff, but this will be our next segment. It's Drink of the Week. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, so let's move in to the Drink of the Week. What are you drinking, dude? I am drinking a glass of Basil Hayden's bourbon on the rocks. Very fancy. Any water? What? Water down or no? The ice will melt. Okay. No, it's, it's on the rocks. Good shit. Good shit. And would you recommend this to our listeners? I would absolutely. If you like bourbon, if you like getting drunk, if you like booze, if you like putting things in your mouth, if you like things that are cold in your hands, if you like things that are brown and clear at the same time, <laughs> you'll like this bourbon. It's called blear. <laughs> yeah, you'll like this stuff. If you like all of those things, you'll like this. The only things that can go into a glass and retain the shape of the glass, you'll like this. So, on an, I don't know the scientific word for that. On an affordability level, where does this rank? Is this highly affordable or very expensive? Where does it fall? All right, that is a tough question to answer because you bought it for me. That's a good point. <laughs> That is a good point. But I, I believe it's in like the $30 range per bottle. It is upper level, but not top shelf. So it's Correct. not going to break the bank. I, I would say it's top shelf. At the very least, it's top shelf quality. Oh, definitely. definitely top shelf quality. It's not going to break the bank, but it's not the cheapest thing out there. If you want a nice, smooth bourbon uh, to drink straight or on the rocks, th this is your bourbon. It's very good. I heard a really nasty rumor about bourbon the other day in the news. What did you hear? Apparently bourbon's really high on estrogen. If you drink a lot of it, you get bitch tits. What the fuck? It's one of the manliest drinks out there. That makes no sense to me. It's it's I, it's, it's a nasty rumor. It's like fucking global warming. Well, they need to fix that shit. Because <laughs> daddy likes his bourbon. Yeah. What's your drink of the week, sir? I am drinking some very delicious, very smooth, Blanton single barrel bourbon whiskey. Mmm. Given to me by my best friend, Eric. So it seems as though... Who's that? You got another best friend named Eric? I know. I got several best friends named Eric. You, you're broing around on I'm broing around on you so hard, dude. Oh, man. No, so it's it's very good. I'd say Blanton's is on the more expensive level. I don't know because this is something that Eric gave me. Yeah, for a normal size bottle, it's going to be about... It's going to run you about 50 bucks. Very expensive, so... I just got you a little bottle, though, so it was like half the price. Yeah, it's a little baby bottle, but it's got... Actually, actually, pro tip if you're buying Blanton's, a 600 milliliter, I think milliliter bottle or ounce, I don't, I don't know metrics on that. You're the biologist. What is it? 600 milliliters? Are you talking, there's a 750, which is a fifth. It's. There's a handle, which is 1.5, I believe, and there's a liter. I a, yeah, I think it's a fifth. So if you, no, these are different. So this is a, I believe it's 800. I think it's 800. 800 of the milliliters of Blanton's is going to be when you're $50. A half uh, of that, a 400 milliliter bottle of Blanton's, which is what I got you, is $24. Interesting. If you get two of those, it comes out to $48. It's actually cheaper to get two 400s than it is to get an 800. So, quick correction. You got me a 375, so double okay. that is so a 750. Okay, it was a 750. Yeah, you got 750, which is your fifth. You got a one liter, and then you got your handle, which is 1.5. So there you go. Well, there you go. Four years of fraternity you. life and drinking. There you go. That's the best math I can do. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's best, smooth. Best math. It's, uh, it's a bit strong, but I enjoy it. I like to put a little bit of water in my whiskey, so I, put, or I pour it on the rocks. 
mix in a little bit of water to dull it out a little bit, and I sip on it. It's definitely not the a... Water, it's definitely not water a... water after it's already on the rocks? Yeah, just a little bit, just to, to dull it out a little but bit. Good. But you realize the ice is going to melt into water. Not if you drink it water. fast enough, my friend. <laughs> but anyway, it's a drink you want to enjoy, a drink you want to sip on, something you don't want to rush. You want to enjoy the flavor, let it wash over your taste buds. Very good. Yep. All right. What a lovely say. If you have drink recommendations for us, please send those to us to what am I listening? The number two at gmail.com. Please send us that. Like, if you want to send us gifts, let me know in the email, and I'll send you my address, and you can send me a gift. Even if you just end up sending a dildo, that's probably what anybody who's still listening to this show would probably do. <laughs> Dildos say, hey, man. They'd be like, hey man, let me send you this bottle of really nice scotch, and we'll be like, cool, and we just get a giant black dildo. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's great, though. We get that. At least you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> At least you care enough to spend the money to buy us a, a violently sized dildo. All right. So we've got whoa, one more segment left, and then we're going to swing back to finish up the news. Um, this next segment is called Fight Night. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Fight Night there, Gibson? Okay, so Fight Night is a segment my buddy Eric came up with in which we give a theme each week. So this theme is serial characters. and we Serial mascots. Serial mascots, excuse me. So we each pick um, a different... Uh, person or whatever that falls within that category, and then we explain why our character will beat the other person's character. In an MMA fight. Exactly. So like a no-holds-barred match, early days, UFC 1 through 10 kind of rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, anything goes. But not to the death. Ball kicks, hair pulling, eye gouging, biting biting people on the, the asshole, there you yes. go. Anything yes. goes. We do have... And we'll set some parameters for the theme. Like this week, obviously nobody can have Tony the Tiger because that's just not fair. And not fair at all. Yeah. All right, so let me know your pick there, sir. How about this? You go first, dude. Let's let's see. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want I you to go gonna first. Pick my, I was going to base my choice off of your exactly. choice. Exactly. Your idea, you go first. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Lucky, the wonderful mascot for Lucky Charms. Lucky? If you're familiar with him at all, his work, you know, he's this little guy, uh, he's green, he's a leprechaun, obviously, and they're always after his lucky charms. Good, good background. So, good choice, okay. I am going to go with Buzz from Honey Nut Cheerios. Interesting choice. I wouldn't have gone with that one. First off, I love Honey Nut Cheerios, so there's that. I have loyalty. Second off... I wasn't expecting that. He's a bee. You ever been stung by a bee? That shit hurts, motherfucker. Okay? It hurts bad. And if you're allergic, that shit kills you. So bingo, bango, dodge Durango. I picked a deadly yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, he's also super small, which means... And he's a honeybee. Honeybees can't sting. I don't think you thought that one through. Um, and he's gonna get smashed by my character, Lucky, who's fast as fuck. His cardio is off. He's got Michael Bisping level cardio because he's been running his literally his entire life. If you notice, though, with Lucky, all he does is run away. He never stays and confronts anybody. He just runs away and tries to protect his Lucky Charms. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. But my character, Buzz, he carries around one of those honey mallets. He's going to whack you over the head with that honey well, mallet. We're not talking about personality traits. We're talking about physical attributes and how those are going to be in a caged ring. 
Yeah, you can't run very far straight in a cage ring. And I say good yeah, luck running around in circles. Amazing cardio. He's gonna throw all of his lucky charms at you. He think like, you're gonna he's gonna be dropping freaking can of gold on you. He's gonna throw a rainbow in your face. He's gonna fly off with a red balloon. He's got four leaf clover that he's just gonna ninja star at you. He's got a lot of charms. And let's be honest, if Conor McGregor's taught us anything, it's the Irish know how to fight. <laughs> Shit, you thought this through. Yeah. I don't know. I like Buzz. He's got that mallet that he carries around, and you can I say, think if we're just, "What?" If we're talking just size ratio alone, I know leprechauns are small, but they're so they're not fucking honeybee small. Like you're you're just you're out weight class there, son, sir. Hey, if anybody proved they can go out of their weight class and win, it's Conor McGregor, my good friend. Yeah, so don't fuck with his bloodline. He went from one forty-five up to one seventy and kicked ass. I think my honeybee's gonna piss you off and knock him out. I don't know. I just I think Lucky's got some attributes. May not have the skill, but he's got the attributes, and he's got the lucky charms. He's got the luck of the Irish. He's got that crazy Michael Bisping level cardio from all the running that he does. I just I think that's I think it's going his way. We're gonna leave this one up to the fans here. Y'all email yeah, if you're us. Actually, if you're actually listening to this an hour and thirteen minutes in, you definitely have an opinion of who won this match. All right. Yeah. So what else are we doing? Uh, we have a couple of news t- topics. The only topics that we didn't touch on were Son and Ortiz and uh, McGregor Mayweather. Okay, I can bring this back around. All right, folks. So last thing we're gonna go into here, uh, we're gonna touch. Since we skip some. Yeah, news we topics. skip some news stuff. We get excited and we go off on tangents, you know. So we want to touch a little bit more on the MMA world before we close out. There's two big things that have been in the news recently that I'd love to talk about. One of which being the upcoming fight. When I say upcoming, I mean literally this Saturday, the 21st, uh, Bellator, Chael Sonnen versus Tito Ortiz. If you're listening to this before the 21st. Oh, shit, good point. This could be up there afterwards. Anyway, Chael Sonnen, Tito Ortiz. Chael Sonnen, Tito Ortiz? Where do you think it's going? Uh, I'm going to say straight up, I think... Chael Sonnen is going to win, and that's not just because I like Chael Sonnen. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. He's the original shit talker. He paved the way for the likes of Michael Bisping and uh, and Conor McGregor. He is the original shit talker. This guy is one of the few to look Anderson Silva in the face and talk nonstop shit about him multiple times. Now, you can say what you want. Yeah, he lost Anderson Silva, but he beat the shit out of Anderson Silva before finally getting submitted in the end. Chael Sonnen is the king of getting to the title shot and blowing it, and I understand that. But I think he's going to take it to Tito Ortiz. He is he, Tito Ortiz is outclassed. What do you think? You think so? I say one of two things is going to happen, in my opinion. Sonnen wins by decision, Ortiz wins by knockout. I don't see Ortiz knocking him out. I don't see it happening. Well, there's been a lot of rumors about Chael Sonnen's training at the moment, and apparently he was very sick the past, like, two weekends or something like that. Maybe. My thing with Chael Sonnen is he's always backed up his talk. Say what you want. Yeah, he talked shit about Anderson Silva and lost, but he beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva got lucky, in my opinion, with that guillotine that put him out. He beat the shit out of him. He talks shit, and he backs it up. Tito Ortiz, I can't stand him. He ducked and dodged Chuck Liddell for the longest time. He's all talk, all excuses. He talks about all his injuries, this, that, and the other thing. I don't give a shit. I think Chael Sun is going to come in and whoop that ass. Well, we'll see what happens. I want Chael to win. I, I think Tito 
We'll see. Either way, I believe this is Tito Ortiz's last fight. I think he's retiring for good after this, but... It might end up being Chael's last fight. Well, Chael Sonnen has a career with Bellator as well. I believe he's uh, he does something else with them. He's talked about it on his podcast before. But I think he's an analyst. Yeah, he's got he's got a life set up outside the fight. Tito Ortiz, I'm sure he's doing fine. He's a UFC Hall of Famer, whatever, whatever. Still don't like him. I want Chael Sonnen to win, but we'll see on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. All right. All right. That's pretty straightforward, but the one that's got a little bit more nuance to it, which I really want to talk about, is the potential, which is starting to look more and more possible every single day, of a fight between the two-time, two-different-class champion of the UFC, Conor McGregor, and a current boxing champion, Floyd Money Mayweather. Right, so do you think this is really going to happen? I think it's eventually going to happen. They'll eventually figure out a deal. They've built, built so much hype around it, and it's it's good publicity for both of them. I, I'm not sure. For both organizations. Plus, the, the the World Boxing Federation, whatever it is, that the league that uh, uh, Mayweather fights in is the company that currently owns the UFC. All right. Well, then that makes a little bit more sense. The reason I'm not yeah. so sure is because, well, one... A lot of the time, this kind of stuff is just all talk. But also, I read an article today uh, that was talking about how when Anderson Silva was at his peak. So if ever, any, if any of y'all are true MMA fans, you know that Anderson Silva is one of the baddest motherfuckers that ever stepped into the cage. Like him or hate him, love him or hate him, he's undoubtedly one of the best to ever fight. I mean, you can't even you can't even argue that. When he was at his peak and he was popular, it was his dream to fight Roy Jones Jr. And both of them wanted that fight to happen. Dana White even flirted with the idea of that fight happening, and it never materialized. Now, I wasn't really a big fan back then. I was a kid, so I didn't follow it. But I'm sure it had very similar hype to what the Mayweather-McGregor fight has. And my, my big question is... What was the time frame of that fight? What was the time? Jeez, that was at the peak of his career. That was probably 2008, 2009. I'd have to check and okay. do my research. But it was a while ago. Here's, here's the difference now is both of those the people fighting now are so much more well-known and famous for their, their arts, and you have all the hype on Instagram and everything. And you have Conor McGregor straight up uh, called out uh, Mayweather on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, where he basically said that he, he, he's the same as the guy who, who Mayweather's ex-girlfriend cheated on him with. I can't remember the guy's name. He's, his name was like CJ something or other. He was like, I guess, I guess you can call me CJ now. Uh, that's true. That shit's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so 2009. I uh, looked it up. 2009. Silva, then UFC's middleweight champion, top pound for pound. Next martial artist announced his plans to leave the organization and pursue a high-profile boxing match with the legendary Roy Jones Jr. This is on fightsaga.com. I just looked it up. Give them some credit. Uh, but yeah, so 2009. I was right. It was a little while ago. And yeah, I mean... MMA wasn't as big as it is now, that's for sure. It's huge now. I think they say it's America's fastest growing sport. Um, and I love it. But I'm just saying, their social media and talk is social media and talk. I think they're building it up and building it up and building it up. And I don't think it's going to happen, plain and simple. I'd like to see Conor McGregor actually defend a belt, personally. I like him. I like to watch him, but he's never defended a belt. He's just one two of them. Not taking anything away from him. I just want to see him actually defend and main, and hold up his, just, his duties to the organization. 
I just don't think, think that's his goal. I think he'd rather go up another weight class and try to get another belt than to keep fighting where he's at. I think he, I think he, his goal is to get three belts in three different weight classes and then just do whatever the fuck he wants after that. I mean, he's already doing whatever the fuck he wants right now. He literally can do whatever he okay. wants. Here's here's one thing that I was that I thought about, and they, uh, I've watched a couple news, uh, sports newscast type shows where they talk about this that Dana White kind of overplayed his hand a little bit when he offered $25 million to Conor for the fight against Mayweather, if it were to happen. I don't think either of them are going to... Money Mayweather is definitely not going to take that deal because he won $100 million. I'm thinking like it's, they'd have to get pushed up to at least 50 for him, plus uh, pay-per-view kickbacks yeah. um, for him to even be interested. But the issue with that is Conor's making $15 million a fight right now, and Dana just said that if you did this fight, I'll give you $25 million, which he basically showed his hand that that's what he believes Conor's worth. And if Conor was smart, he'd refuse to fight until he got $25 million for each fight after this. <laughs> the pay-per-view profits from Conor McGregor's fights was twice that of all the other pay-per-views combined. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, he pulls in the numbers. People love watching him. Love him or hate him? You're tuning in to watch. You either want to see him get his ass yeah. kicked or you want to see him kick some ass. I love watching Conor McGregor. I mean, that was the first right. UFC I ever bought on pay-per-view was Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 2. Uh, right. And I enjoy watching him fight. I just want to see him actually defend a belt. I want to see him... I'd love to see him fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. I mean, that dude is a monster, and I want to see him fight I'd him. I'd like to see that happen, too. I'd love to see it's what should the happen. guy go up against Conor McGregor. Seriously. I mean, Nurmagomedov is a fucking beast. If you don't know him, then you're not a true fan. I mean, he is a monster. So anyway, does Connor doesn't have a, spe- a specific focus, right? He's a straight up mixed martial artist. Uh, he's got. I want to say he's like a blue I or mean, a purple I mean, belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but he's mostly kickboxing. He's a black belt. He is. I'm fairly certain he's a black belt. I'll look it look up. that up. But I do know he's got a kickboxing focus. He doesn't like to go to the mat. All of his losses are are to submission. I think it's three losses, all submissions. Um, so he does not enjoy being down on the mat. He's a stand-up fighter. Yeah, Conor, Conor McGregor's a third-degree black belt. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yeah, hold on. Actually, I'm, this is a cover. I should probably go to the actual Wikipedia page. Yeah, that blows my mind if he's a third-degree black belt because he does not fight like one when he's on the ground. Just because he's not a ground guy, that's not his go-to, doesn't mean he doesn't have the skills. I'm just saying, all his losses are to submissions. Anywho, so... If we were to see a fight between Mayweather and McGregor, how do you think that plays out? Obviously, it's going to be a boxing match because you can't expect Mayweather to come in with skill sets that he has no access to at all. No, it's it's not going to be... There's no way in hell it's going to be a mixed martial arts fight. Everybody knows it's going to be a boxing match. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, how do you think... How do you think... That's, that's a... That's a tw- 12 three-minute rounds. How do you think that plays well, out? Well, I've seen... I watched the fight between Pacquiao and... And um, and Money Mayweather, and that was hyped up for, what, like a decade or something ridiculous? And it was an awful fight. It was boring. It was like watching paint dry. It was not worth anybody's time. And so I think uh, Mayweather is a good boxer. He knows how to get points. McGregor, he punches himself out. He throws a lot of power behind every punch, and he tires himself out quickly. Things will be right. different if he's not fighting off takedowns and he's not kicking, so he'll be able to conserve some more energy. But I'd love to see McGregor go in and kick Money Mayweather's Kick his ass, because I don't like him very much. Um, I don't like the whole showboating, I all I care about is money mentality. But I don't know. I mean, he's really stepping into Mayweather's sports, and who knows. So, here's my a thought on what 
is gonna might end up happening. Obviously, if it, they do agree to this, Connor's gonna ask for maybe like a year or something like that to train only in boxing yep. to just have a fair fair shot, right? So he's gonna get super focused on boxing. And like you said, money's not a knockout boxer. He's a technical boxer. He's going for he's going for the strikes that he's gonna get points for. Yeah, he's gonna you know he. He almost always wins in decisions. Well, as he's gotten older, he's gotten smarter. He works smarter, not harder. And okay. to touch back, back uh, McGregor's a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Gotcha. Okay, so still very high up. Yeah. Um, but, and McGregor's a, he's a, he's a striker. You know, he's, he's a knockout guy going into it. I think that, obviously, Mayweather's the smart choice, but you have to remember, Connor's actually a little bit bigger than him. He's a little bit taller. He's going to have a little bit more muscle on him. You know, Mayweather's a small guy. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Connor yeah. could land some of those nasty punches he throws, but also you got to factor in the gloves. They're wearing heavier, bigger gloves. There's more mm -hmm. padding. I don't know That's anything true. about boxing. I like watching it, but I don't follow it. I don't train it. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. When you're punching with those, I think, what are they, like four ounces, the gloves that they wear in the UFC, they're tiny. You're basically punching with your bare knuckles. It's all that, that power yeah. coming in. The only reason they wear these gloves, which a lot of people don't know, is to keep you from breaking your knuckles. It has nothing to do with cushioning the blows, because it doesn't cushion the blows. With the boxing gloves, they're much heavier. There's more cushioning. I've been hit in the face with a boxing glove. I've been hit in the face with a, with an MMA glove. I'll tell you what, it hurts a lot more getting hit in the face with an MMA glove. So I don't know. I don't think oh, he's going to knock somebody out with one punch. I don't think he's... I don't know. I, I really don't know anything. It's certainly not... Certainly not one punch, but I think if he trains for a little bit... One of the things that, you know, I see happening, though, is... Conor McGregor, as an MMA fighter, is used to moving in a much different way than his straight boxers. Definitely. And I think he might come in at some angles that Mayweather's not used to. It'll be interesting. I'll say that. If, if they do fight, it'll be very interesting. I want to see it. I would, I would say either Mayweather wins by decision or McGregor wins by TKO. Early on. Very early yeah. on. It'd have to be very early. I'd love to see it. I'd, I'd really love to see it. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Cool. Well, hey, do you have anything else for us, Any, dude? I have no more topics to touch Neither on. Neither do I. That's it for me, too. But, hey, no. if uh, if y'all like what you heard, you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email. You can reach us at whatamilistening2 at gmail.com. Number, number two. two. Yeah, feel free to reach out. We'll have a Facebook page soon. We'll get a Twitter going. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know this first episode's a bit rough, but let us know anything that y'all want to see us do differently, anything that you want to hear differently. Any, Critique us. Anything. Just reach on out, send us an email. All right. Great. All right, buddy. All right, good, It's buddy. been fun. What's, it's been fun. Good first try. It's been dope being dope. Uh, yeah, it has been. It has been dope being dope. <laughs> good night. All right, good night, man.